I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, January 5th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, 431,645. That's the number of immigrants that settled in Canada in 2022, with the country saying hello to more foreign newcomers than ever before. And we're actually looking to welcome even more. I think we're hoping to get to 500,000. So it's pretty exciting. Lots of new people coming to Canada. Any idea why they might want to move here, Jay? As somebody who came to Canada yourself. Well, it's not the weather in Toronto right now. I think it's the opportunity. It's the quality of life. It's beautiful and thriving country. That's why I moved here in addition to being married to Canadian. So I don't blame them. And let's get more immigrants in because I know there's one of our stories coming up. We need more trade workers as well. It's funny, Jay, because as somebody who was born and raised here, I can't even think about an alternative to the weather. I know that obviously there are many options available as to where people can go and move to, which has better weather than here. But for me, it's not even a consideration. It's just like, this is just how life is. Well, it's best not to think about it at all. Brett, aside from the number of immigrants coming to Canada every year, what do we have for Peak Bells today? For our first story, Canadian workers need retraining. We'll talk more about that and connect to the intro. For our second story, inflation in Europe is starting to break. And for our last story, Ukraine's using some meat tech on the battlefield. For our first story, what comes after a surge in employee turnover? Well, a surge of untrained employees. What's the latest in Canada's labor market, Brett? So while the data coming out of Stats Canada hasn't lived up to the hype of the so-called great resignation, we talked a lot about that last year, a new study suggests that half of Canadian workers are adding, quote unquote, landing a new job to their list of resolutions. Now that's up from 31% as of six months ago. In October 2022, more than 229,000 workers left their jobs, according to StatsCan, which is in line with the averages observed from 2017 to 2019. This matters because looking at similar trends south of the border, economists say the wave of job switching could be one factor that drags down overall productivity for individual companies and perhaps for the economy as well. This is all per the New York Times. Many hires are not overly productive until months, even years on the job, while the perpetual need to train employees also drags down the productivity of managers. The churn in product is particularly high in low-wage sectors, so remember to be patient at your local coffee shop or the that new dinner spot. Or at the local dispensary, Brett. Sure. (laughs) It's happening because workers are trying to flex whatever power they have left before the labor market cools down. Almost 60% of employees who changed jobs in October 2022 secured a position with a higher wage, up from 50.5% average seen from 2017 to 2019. And here's the bottom line. Training is an investment into the future of a company. Now, while the efforts behind training new employees could pay off in the long term, that will require workers to stay put for a while, something many are reluctant to do as rising living costs force people to chase bigger paychecks. For our second story, things have been stormy in the Eurozone in the past few months. Again, something we talk about a lot on the Peak Daily. But the clouds are starting to break as peak inflation is now behind Europe thanks to sliding natural gas prices. Here's what's driving the news press. Natural gas prices in Europe fell to pre-Ukraine war levels for the first time. That's great news for the Eurozone as energy prices have been a major, perhaps the major, contributor to runaway inflation on the continent. Now, after Russia, which supplied 40% of Europe's natural gas, invaded Ukraine, prices spike amongst the sudden energy insecurity. Eventually, Russia cut Europe off almost entirely after it shut down its main gas pipeline to Europe, the Nord Stream 1. The effects of lower gas prices on inflation are already apparent. Inflation tumbled in France, Germany, and Spain last month, each country seeing greater declines than expected. And it's all happening because Europe has been the beneficiary of an unseasonably warm winter, which has curbed demand for energy use. It's not too different from here, Jay. It's energy policies like stockpiling natural gas and sourcing more gas from outside Russia. 
they've also worked wonders. And here's why it matters. Falling gas prices are already bringing Europe's largely energy-linked inflation down with them. The cost of living under control, Europe would have more power to continue with sanctions against Russia, a move that's been contested over the effects on the region's energy supply. But European inflation remains high, with core inflation, which excludes energy and food, actually rising in Spain and Germany last month. Plus, a recession is still in the cards. For our third story, on New Year's Day, Ukraine carried out a hugely successful strike on a Russian military site. Russia claims Ukraine pulled it off by locating soldiers who were using cell phones, which is a sign of Ukraine's ongoing technological prowess in the war zone. That's pretty futuristic, Brett. How's Ukraine using tech to gain an advantage on the battlefield? So Ukraine may lack the manpower and defense budget of Russia, but it's been able to level the battlefield thanks to its makeshift digital defense network that connects fighters, intelligence, and weapons through custom software and satellite communications. Ukraine has repurposed off-the-shelf equipment and domestic services like Starlink satellite internet and telegram messaging into a full-fledged defense network. Ukraine's innovative approach was born out of necessity, but has become a major advantage as they have been able to move quicker than their opponents. It's happening because a major factor has been the military's openness to seek solutions from those outside the military, with the participation of Ukraine's tech-literate population contributing to tech and weapons breakthroughs. Programmers who built payroll systems for private companies now do so for the military, while developers make mobile apps that do things like track Russian troop movements. Meanwhile, Ukraine's thriving hacker scene is also doing its part, with hacktivists bombarding Russian infrastructure, taking down websites, and leaking sensitive information. And here's why it matters. Ukraine's rapid innovation show the flaws of traditional Western military methods, where bureaucracy often often discourages experimentation, slows the implementation of new solutions, and excludes expert opinions simply because they aren't coming from military members. If Ukraine's success continues, other nations may emulate its thinking. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Brett. Have a good day, Peak Pals. When you give me shock waves.